0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode eight of the Precision Unloaded podcast. I'm here again with my co-host Mark, and we're gonna yarn about a few things. We were away for a weekend shooting the GPRE How practical field shoots, um, uh, so we've got quite a bit to talk about there. And then, uh, yeah, a few new, few new little uh, new rifle on Mark's side. He might uh, briefly touch on. And yeah, other than that, how are you, Mark? Yeah,
1: not bad. Good evening. Um it's good to be back. Good to be back from Hautapu. For those who don't know where that is, it's next to Wairu. And for those who don't know where that is, it's in the middle of the North Island. And for those yes, who don't I
0: believe walk- the Hautapu is the river that runs through the property. Hence where the name comes from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I saw that when I drove over the river itself, under the railway bridge.
0: Same. So, yeah, because I had no clue. Anyway,
1: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Oasis Hotel. Quality accommodation in room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sometime... Yeah. Oh God, the Oasis Hotel. We'll, we'll touch more on the Oasis Hotel um, further on in the episode. Um, yeah. But it's a doozy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Alright, so what have you been up to in shooting, Graham?
0: So, uh, since we got back... Uh, well, well, I guess it's been a two two weeks since of um, we've had a formal conversation. Yeah. Uh, we've been away for the the event. So we've gone over that. Um, that was probably the biggest biggest bunch of shooting. Um, I've been playing with my six millimeter, getting that ready for another upcoming competition um, this weekend. Um, Why tangy day? Just testing it and make yep making sure I've got the right data. But we'll um, touch on that issue also. Um, but yeah, the main thing being haotapu. Um So we, we went over, oh, we went over midday on on Friday, last Friday, and um, we arrived at Wairu. Uh, unfortunately, the museum was uh, um, just about closed. So we couldn't go into the uh, National um, Army Museum in Wairu. Um, we then discovered there's not a lot else to do in Wairu. Um, yeah. apart From joining the army. And going to the Army Museum. <laughs> I, did, I did suggest we join the Army
1: yeah. for a day and then pull out just to yeah. some entertainment. Yeah. But apparently that's not possible.
0: <laughs> no, they didn't, they didn't want us. Um, we're pretty sure we've seen every single person in the Defence Force at the local Z um, fuel station too, buying pies. Yeah. Um, so I, is, d- I did comment. A bit of a laugh.
1: If you were planning to invade all you could just carpet bomb the Z and you'd you'd have have more
0: <clears throat> Yeah, the army would be gone. No, in all seriousness, so we went over for the um uh for the twenty twenty one GPRE How Tapu practical field rifle shoot. Um again we went over on Friday. We went out for dinner with um the GPR GPRE crew on um Friday night, which was good. And then um some of the other boys arrived and now we, yeah, we're going to t- we might as well touch on this straight away the Oasis hotel or motel I'm not sure yep. Um I booked it I saw well. it
1: two hotels <laughs> and I really thought I'll go for the cheapest one um, can't be that bad possibly but uh, and I've been in some bad hotels in Western Australia and the Outback but um, this one I mean yeah when you arrive and you go I've got a booking and they go no you haven't and then you show them on your phone through booking.com and they go, oh yeah, I suppose you have. <clears throat> and then they take you to your room, which we want to two you know, family rooms, and they've only got, so I said, we need more rooms. So, okay, you can have two more rooms. <coughs> uh, anyway, think old country pub, well, oldish, um, with some of those rooms and doors from a 1960s look, yeah um yeah, and that sort of sums it up so to be fair the beds were good but <laughs> we discovered that there's no hot water in the entire building so it was maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be back when we get back tonight no still none next day none uh yeah and i'd already paid for it all so i was oh, well, and then you 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 obviously got told that you could go over the road for a shower <coughs> Um, at the other part of the oasis. Yep. And how was that?
0: So that was uh, uh ooh, uh, so the shower head was actually hanging off the wall. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't much of a shower head. It was more of like an old um, it was kind of like a leak. Like I was showering under like a leak. Something was leaking. Um, and the, the hot wa- the hot water tap heated up that bad. I burnt myself trying to turn the bloody thing off um but it, to be honest it was it was it was a um a nice to have a shower after the Saturday competition just being out in the dust and everything all day so it was better than nothing but um uh yeah, yeah not go? by much <laughs> <You give laughs> but me. i mean to be honest it, hey it was cheap it, it slept us all there was what five of us yeah um yeah it was it was a it was a laugh it it's not somewhere i'd take my my lovely wife but um hanging out with you boys it's probably not the end of the world um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway this isn't the uh, this isn't the motel review podcast no
1: no no um, if the bottle's are open
0: no there's no one to run it oh okay oh that's right <laughs> 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 earth, I didn't earth, get the so we actually we end up we ended up because there's that little to do in Wairu we end up driving down to the shoot location which was only three or four minutes down the road And um, there's a bunch of lads camping there, so we hung out with them for the evening. Yeah. um, Which was quite good. Um, A bit of fire there and uh, a few few laughs. Um, So so we we did manage to entertain ourselves reasonably well.
1: An Australian trailer camper that folds out and blows up. was quite interesting. Yeah,
0: that was impressive. Yeah. um, About as flash as I've seen camping. But anyway. Anyway, so the main topic is the event itself. Yeah. So Saturday was the main... So this is... um, GPRE's uh, prize shoot. They have one annual prize shoot. A bunch of cool sponsors got on board, like a lot of cool sponsors. And um, at the end of the day, you go over scores, rah di and then all the prizes are drawn um, randomly, so the spot prizes.
1: Mm, uh, r- randomly, yes, yes.
0: Randomly, but I always manage to win a good prize. Um, mm, randomly, yes, but, but yes. who knows how that works? <laughs> no, no, there's no foul play. I'm just lucky. Um, <laughs> what is not lucky is my, it's my constantly bad results this year. So, oh god. So Saturday is the main match. Um, uh, that's where you win the trophies, or the spot prizes. Now there was Sunday also, and we shot the same pulse of fire. And we were scored but the scores were not compared against saturday yeah um, being that uh you'd already been through the course of fire once etc um and it w- was a smaller day so the saturday for me was an absolute mere so i went in pretty confident of a reasonable finish um i i, I shoot enough that i should be you know placing okay and i just i first stage big zero it was like a learn your limits at 600 meters and i didn't even hit the big plate once um and i just couldn't seem to really put anything on at long range um i was chasing my tail all day um real disappointing running my bagara 6.5 creedmoor which i mean has been going for a few years now and it is getting tired but uh, unbeknown to me i was actually running some incorrect data so um come back and validated everything on the range here in Taranaki and um, yes I was uh, a ways out from being accurate Um, which is a real shame because it's sort of my favourite shoot of the year Um, and I just wasn't I wasn't prepared data wise and it's just a sort of ongoing issue for me uh, messing up simple things Uh, but at least at least what we take away from the whole day is some of the other Taranaki boys did pretty well um, Scotty came away with a sixth in practical class. Um, Leon got fifth in hunter, and then you, Mark, you had a pretty good day, didn't you?
1: Did I? I can't remember. It's a long time ago.
0: Much. Oh yeah, much better than me, that's for sure. No, I
1: was fourth, so it was right.
0: yeah, um, and, and not far <laughs> off the the top three. Also, like it wasn't a big gap. So no, it was
1: two points. So
0: yeah, no, no, I, um,
1: so it, I felt. You know i was obviously pretty worried that my tirada shoot was just a flash in the pan so i had pretty low expectations which probably helped me relax a bit so um <laughs> i didn't <clears throat> and it, once again that the Tika attack a1 mm. factory with the night force nxs scope on it um just shot really well felt good didn't have it you know missed a few that I should have got so I'd certainly made plenty of mistakes so I left just put a lot of points out there but um overall was pretty consistent I think I um cleaned up three stages maxed them out and genuinely picked up points on the rest
0: yeah so Did I think your, your big advantage <laughs> obviously you're shooting well but um it's consistency so you you might not watch you and go man Mark's on fire is going to win but what you're doing is just logging solid points all the time and when it comes to that score at the end of the day it's you know you're getting that 60% again and again or more um, which puts you right at the top.
1: Yeah um, which is why I would have thought just as I shot through the day that um Johnny would have been close to being above me and um, our little sniper friend would have also yeah. finished above me because at certain stages they they had some really good stage. Yeah, you know, they had some really good stages. Um, unfortunately, Johnny was shooting at the wrong target for a while on one. So that obviously
0: yes. cleaned up. Yes, that's that sort of wasn't It wasn't hard to, wasn't, wasn't
1: hard not to do though. You know, they were certainly not far apart from at that distance. So yeah, but
0: yeah,
1: it's uh, something I've <coughs> done plenty of times before. So <laughs> you
0: you done it twice in a row, but that's a whole other story for another day. Um, <coughs> yeah, that was back in the uh, days,
1: years and years ago. <laughs> And so then, no. and then
0: our friend from the de- defence force, he um, he shot really well, really consistently for his first um, practical mm. rifle match. Obviously, he's a um, a professional shooter uh, technically, but yeah. um, first time in this sort of environment, shot really well. But uh, on the, the, the no shoot stage, um, formerly called hostage, um, he managed to shoot the no shoots, um, twice, and, and yes, come away with a big fat zero. So. sort of uh, scuttled a lot of his chances of getting up in that uh, top five um but hey he's there to shoot not to not to leave the the shots in the mag so um we've all been there um now one thing i need to say is this this event is uh i've only really shot north island events but it is one of the best events around it is absolutely fantastic the um it's hard the terrain's hard um there's a lot of sort of uh, there's a, actually there's actually quite a bit of unsupported positional shooting in this event, which oddly I did well with with my bad data. Um, the only two stages I did any good on actually was the ones that I had <laughs> no front support. But um, there's tussock, there's um, scr- there's scrub and stuff that sort of um, obstructs your barrel, so you've really got to plan where you're going to shoot from because your your projectiles will just hit a stick or some grass and then. Um, you haven't got a sort of uh, a lot of chance of having those long range targets or, or even the short range targets for that matter. Um, yeah, this to be honest, this would be my pick in the North Island for the for my favorite event. Um, unfortunately, I just didn't shoot, shoot particularly well on the Saturday in it, but um, yeah, so it was your first time at this shoot, Mark. What did you think of the uh, the layout?
1: Yeah, uh, sort of not what I imagined, <clears throat> but um. I mean, it's 10 stages on a ridge basically so shooting across the valley um it's good to go to a location that's central north island so you get a different wind profile really it's not you gonna mm-hmm. breezes or coastal wind or anything so yeah. um it's certainly the wind was uh interesting
0: unpredictable you know, pre- <laughs> uh,
1: pretty yeah not <laughs> terrible but not easy to pick to a degree so yeah um yeah second day different again it was one more coming from a different direction almost behind you almost but um yeah it was, it was a lot less of an issue but you still found yourself probably over compensating for wind almost i think <clears throat> second day which i think mm. you you picked up on pretty quick and yeah on that out a lot of it was pretty much just you're know, aiming at plate pretty much so um, yeah yeah even the long way out. yeah
0: the wind the wind there i've never actually experienced wind uh, again we, we 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 shoot like like mark just said coastal winds right so they come in one direction you get the odd um, updrafts and different different gullies doing stuff but yeah here it was um multiple winds winds switching 180 degrees um yeah. so you had to, had to be on your toes and it, it, was, uh, it was
1: a pretty the weather was very really fine it was just clear days so it wasn't too big you know it wasn't high wind yeah. or
0: anything so very cold on the saturday though
1: yeah, yeah, for, for a summer day, yeah,
0: definitely. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a shock for me. Um, I definitely wasn't prepared for sort of one degree when we woke up. Um, <laughs> Especially y- You know, when it's at home, it's, you're waking up and it's like 16, so. Um, Especially but, yeah, we, but uh, it was. staying in an oasis, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it did have a warm bed. And I will say, I mean, we've moved on from the hotel, but it was pretty clean too. Of course it wasn't grubby no it was no. just old, old as shit like it was what what Angus said he's like this is this is a hotel our grandparents would have stayed in when they were our age um, you know when like carpet was a big idea a, a big deal but anyway anyway Um, back to the event so yep uh, so yeah it was a good mix that... now they what else what sorry mate what else did I think um, yeah
1: I think the range is a good like you're up to 600 and something so it's not over over the top um, the yep. smaller target sizes compensate for that so a lot of the I think there's people complaining about the target size on the short range ones and but that's that's the whole thing it makes it um, it's a pretty even match for the 250 metre target down <laughs> to a 600 metre target you're aiming basically yeah. the same sort of s- size of target
0: <coughs> um, so most of the closer stuff was shot um unsupported yeah. or off a supported position also off off a yeah. we had an a-frame we had a tank trap and then there was two stages that were um unsupported sling only uh, in the practical class i should say the open mm. had tripods um and then we also yeah so so the shorter targets you, you generally shrink the size a bit. um now if it's a um unsupported um like offhand shot with no barricade Generally, the target size will increase a little bit, but that's an area where nearly everybody struggles massively. Um, As yeah. those, uh, luckily, an area where I I still struggle, but a little bit less than some. Um, it's a good place to make up points. But, um, <laughs> Which
1: does uh, I've started to see a trend now that I've been to a few events. and I'm, just, well, I'm pretty new to this, but there's people who turn up and on the night before the talking it up, saying, "Well, wow, we just." Uh, shot a group at a thousand yards is just dynamite it's just amazing sort of thing anyway and um but you realize a lot of them are they're doing all their practice probably prone and um they're not actually doing a lot of practice unsupported and yeah it shows <coughs> yeah and I always, yeah uh, if anything's in my favorite fact i've just done a lot of unsupported shooting earlier on yes or something definitely yeah a lot of you know
0: hey. And we've been practicing off um off Mount Doom behind the woolshed yeah. with a bit of a setup up there, sort of, real uneven terrain. Um, uh, we've got a few little barricades sort of set up up there. Uh, there's not a lot of comfortable prone shooting up on that hill, um, so that helps. Um, now one thing we did do so we shot this Saturday, we went back for prize giving. Had a the the, the GPRE crew cooked up cooked up a big feed, so while well the scores were getting um compiled. Um, I can tell you one thing it didn't take long to count up my score Uh, but um, and all that we had a big fee there was was burgers there was um, was sausages uh, etc cold drinks for everyone that's all included in entry fee Um, so we we did the price uh, the the scores um, again Mark coming in fourth myself coming in 21st which might possibly be my worst score ever I think I had like a 25 22% hit average like absolutely abysmal uh for me um, yeah oh god i'm a bit embarrassed and and the big the big thing was like because i'm reasonably well known at these shoots everyone comes up and asks me how i did and normally i can say yeah i did pretty well you know and man frick, it was like so de- it was so depressing like everyone coming up and i go how did you do graham i did bad yeah. What happened? Well, I missed the targets. <laughs> and I said to one guy, like, I was like, "Listen, I need to print out a sign and put it on my forehead so people stop asking me how I did," because I was quite, I was quite, I was quite down about it to be honest. Um, uh, not meeting my own expectations, but um, but I got over it in the end, um, much in part to yeah, the prize giving. A,
1: you know the 80-20 rule. I'm the twenty. That's that's
0: my percentage. 80-20 <clears throat> What? Like you take in... I'm just saying. That's
1: you know you could have said to people that. Um, oh, it's, I'm the 80 It's the rule. Twenty percent of money. Mark
0: got eighty, and I got twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was just and even at work on Monday, everyone was. Said, How'd you get on? <laughs> I'm like, not good. <laughs> but um, but but uh, again, gotta learn from these things. Um, so we had the prize giving. Um, that went well. I got drawn. I think it was fourth for the prize table. Um. <coughs> corruption yeah there has been some accusations thrown around that um i'm getting favoritism i can assure you that is not true um but hey to be honest if i could bribe him i probably would no, but it, um
1: it looked as legitimate as a lotto draw it's fine
0: <laughs> so 10 minutes before the uh price giving i just happened to be outside talking to um ian from hardy rifle engineering and uh just going over um ideas on uh, putting a new barrel on my bagara 6.5 creedmoor that i had been competing with on the day A- and not just because i was um uh, salty on my result and wanting something to blame um the barrel is um, sort of getting north of three thousand three thousand rounds and um is that sort of end of its um
1: oh it's just broken in uh,
0: <laughs> yeah but like it hasn't been shot gently and kept cool like it's been shot fast and no you're pretty um, hard, on, hard
1: on gear ground <clears throat> yeah destroyer so, of barrels <laughs>
0: So, um, anyway, just sort of discussing options with him. And then, funnily enough, went inside for price-giving and uh, it was pointed out to me that there was, in fact, a voucher for a hardy rifle barrel of your choice, uh, calibre, um, diameter, and stainless steel on the price table. Um, like I said earlier, got drawn forth, so I raced up and grabbed said voucher. Um, pretty stoked. It means I don't have to sort of fork out all that cash um, and I can um, get a new barrel for the Bagara, which again, not blaming the barrel, um, but it is getting tired. So. And it's it'll stainless, a, so you
1: never have to
0: clean it. Yeah, I'll probably not getting a cerakote because I don't. I kind of like cerakote, but anyway. Um, yeah, it'll look cool. So I'm going to go with a slightly heavier contour than what is on there, being that the Bagara HMR is a um, a crossover rifle, so it's sort of got a medium weight barrel. Yeah. So I waste, might just waste the time. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that, but I might just thicken it up a little bit. Um, I'll stick with the 22-inch um, overall length to the barrel, and uh, it'll just have a semi-spec uh, 6.5 Creedmoor chamber, uh, nothing flash. It's you know purely a um, field-shooting competition gun. Yeah, so that was um, a welcome surprise after my uh, disappointing results for the day. Um, I, I seem to keep getting drawn... Uh, quite quickly at these price shoots. so the previous year i got drawn second actually i drew my own number and i was second up and i managed to snag a um a zeiss hd5 conquest it's a 3 to 15 by 42 so i um we've <clears throat> actually we talked about it in the in the previous um crossover episode yeah a um, little lightweight hunting scope with adjustable uh, tactical style turrets um so i, I want to thank those those sponsors who come on board and um, put up a huge dollar amount worth of prizes, and um, especially you know, everyone knows the sort of year uh, businesses have had um, with lockdowns and such. So that that many sponsors come on board to support this event uh, is pretty cool. And I was lucky enough to walk away with a serious prize. Um, and no doubt you'll sort of be seeing more of that new barrel on the various social media things soon. Um, Pretty excited to be honest to get a new barrel, and um, I'll have one less excuse for why I shoot bad when it is on there. <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah. I, got, I got drawn about five so I managed to get a scope. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um, yeah, not a bad little. What, what is this? A Sightron.
1: What's the most low zoom scope in the history of the world? It's one point seven five to four.
0: So it's like that'd be that'd be a good option for why does shooting even, possums or. Well
1: throwing at them maybe
0: yeah um it'll work it'll be that close in shooting it'll be good
1: yeah i might put it on my uh competition possum shooting gun or something
0: maybe (laughs) (laughs) you put on the chris it just seems to get used in the middle of the night does not it
1: nah it needs a one it needs a lpvo the chris yeah
0: but i mean there was some definitely some good prizes um soroski New Zealand had uh, a couple of high-end binoculars on there. Mm, Carlos, New yeah. Zealand, New Zealand Australia, I should say, they had a, one of their rangefinders, which uh, our friend Angus picked up, which he's pretty happy with. um, inc- Incredibly happy with, I should say. Um, MDT, uh, sorry, Target Dynamics, sort of MDT, they had vouchers, uh, there's, there was AccuTac bipods from um, Guns NZ, uh, there's all sorts of stuff, there's, uh, I think, some DPT vouchers, there was, uh, and included fitting from Gillis Gunsmithing and, and we outdoor sports had stuff there. Delta Optical had some binoculars. Um, Boyd's it, it,
1: uh, stocks from um the gun wreck.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah, Jeff had a bunch of stuff there. Uh uh section twenty two down in South Island. They had um we bad uh shooting accessories. Uh, so everybody come away with a spot prize, which is a uh it's pretty awesome. Um it's pretty cool because you know New Zealand's pretty small, so for these companies to um, fork out this much in sponsorship, it's it's a big ask. Um, so yeah, to see that much support, um, it's it's pretty awesome, and it sort of just shows the uh, the quality of the event that they're happy to continue supporting it. You know, the Simon and the EPRE team put in a huge effort. Uh, none of them live. Or I shouldn't say none of them. Majority of them don't live in that area, so they you have to, to finish travel that over. Take a week. None, of
1: the, none of them live. Yeah. Oh. Well,
0: that's <laughs> but you yeah, know that i've got to take a week off work uh hauling steel across the country and you know marching up and down hills and all that so it's a big effort um yeah i'd like to congratulate them on another good world-class event actually that's the way i'd put it um now we did shoot sunday and the plan the plan for sunday so it was a uh, uh, angus you and myself we were going to shoot the 223s uh, the original plan was for us to all shoot in Hunter class, but um, Simon convinced me to give Practical another turn, uh, albeit this time with the 223. Um, pretty, now, pretty happy with how Sunday went, to be honest. Um, my score was vast improvement. Sorry, a vast improvement over Saturdays. Uh, now, the wind was definitely not as challenging. There was wind, and it was left and right, but... Uh, it wasn't on the scale that we had on Saturday. Um, but I managed to pull off a 59% hit average, which is not too far from your Saturday score. But it, albeit, again, easier conditions. Um, but shooting the 2 to 3 you know, some of those targets out to, the, um, I think the furthest was 680 metres. It's definitely, you have to get your wind call correct. And um, we were working as a squad on wind, so we had a bit of help from Simon and everything. Um, because if if you passed a couple hundred meters with those two to threes, if if you miss the target, there's generally no indication whatsoever of where you've gone um even in some of the dustier areas you won't see no I spent, anything so, I, spent,
1: um, I spent all day saying did not see
0: yeah days, um and even like we sh- so um what, what? Yeah. I was shooting the seventy seven grain Lapua Sinars uh, so was Angus um you were shooting fifty five so they were even harder mm-hmm. to see. But um, yeah, you had you had to be on, on the money, um, and shooting the. So for those of you, I imagine most of you follow the um, the Facebook stuff. Um, i was shooting the Hauer fifteen hundred, uh, fast twist two to three, so it's a one and eight twist. It's in the GRS wag stop, GRS bipod, uh, nice size, HD four, X twenty four by fifty, and then a nice aim support suppressor. So it's a demo gun but I thought I'd run it in a comp and it shot excellent. Um, I could not floor the rifle. No, I'm not going to say that. I, had, I was running the five-round internal box magazine. That made some stages a little difficult.
1: Yeah, that sucked.
0: <clears throat> not having 10 shots, you know, so, so it chews up a bit of time. you got rounds in your pockets. Um,
1: As I said can to Can be you.
0: converted, but... De- yeah. Sorry?
1: As I said to you on the <clears throat> coming home, both guns that I shot I didn't have a single misfeed or magazine problem at all over the two sh- two days yes. so, and you yep. can't underestimate how much of a pain in the ass having um, problems around that stuff with time being a problem in a stage yeah. so you know I let the 22 shooter take a 22 shoot at Tokaroa when I had endless problems with um, extraction so um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to have you know Magazines that function well, then everything just flows through. It's, it makes a big difference. And
0: yeah, so I should say too, the magazine functioned flawlessly. But the fact that you can't just whip it out and whip in a yeah. replacement or, or run a ten, um, that hindered me slightly, but not. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, I still managed to get by. I just had to plan. I had to have a solid plan. For yeah forehand on how it's going to do it so um but yeah the the, my positional shooting went pretty good the stuff with the barricades went really good the long range went extremely well so with the the uh learn your limit stage which is a um i think was about 600 meters 590 or something uh it was a series of targets i think it was a 500 that you had to hit twice then a, a 400 a 300 a 200 and a 100 or something along those lines So the final target being um, sub minute of angle and you only had I think it was 7 shots for 7 hits or or whatever I just rambled off the amount of targets. So you hit the first target twice and then progressively go through to the smaller one. And um, so to get max points you could not drop a shot. And I managed to, again we had, the squad was spotting, so Simon was next to me and he's given me um, corrections as best he could as an it was hard to see the impacts on the plates um i managed to clear the uh the learn your limits with the little 223 which was pretty cool um and it was it was a good feeling after my um average showing the day before on that same stage where i got a zero so uh now i wouldn't oh no i wouldn't i'll cover that later but it's yeah it was pretty yeah again the squad was working together we're giving each other wind calls and simon's definitely very good at that so that was a help but um yeah, It was pretty gratifying to get all those hits to be honest, especially at that far with such a uh, little cartridge. Again, the gun went good. I ended up with um, now Simon still kicked my ass on the Sunday, so I ended up second on the Sunday. Again, much smaller number of shooters and <clears throat> easier conditions. Simon still peeled me, he got about uh, another 40 50 points ahead of me. Um, he came in first on Sunday with his 260. Um, so you, on the other hand, you shot a new rifle. on the Sunday Um, so you can probably give us your initial thoughts on that and then how you went uh, competing with it having never really shot it before the classic mistake
1: yeah it is Um, I'd only had a day mucking around with it basically and probably got 70 rounds through it Um, was not that overly happy with how it was shooting Uh, I was using some cheap factory ammo that I had got a lot of so I thought well I'll stick to that because I've got it sighted in for it so I'll just keep using it it was Fiocchi 55 green. so um yeah so it, it I just found it didn't shoot that well couldn't really tell where I was going to a degree so yeah in hunter class I was 7th out of 7 so we will call that last yeah. <laughs>
0: Take a rara all over again. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. but I mean, by the end of the day, I I cleared one stage, so and that was a um sitting unsupported type thing. So I was getting used to it. Um, it's probably just a different different scope, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, and yeah, we have a few question marks over the barrel. So I think it needs to be shot in a bit more. So get more
0: rounds down it i think also like you mentioned using the 55 granders so the the barrels are one and eight twists so it's um yeah uh, it can can spin heavier longer projectiles um so you have a little bit of a couple um different types of ammo to try now which should yield you superior results um yeah i think so anyway
1: which i found with the 2d4 valkyrie um when I try different ammo you suddenly saw quite varied results so you've got to really narrow it down so I don't know maybe larger calibers are a bit more forgiving on that front um yep. perhaps these smaller ones are a bit more finicky and uh, yeah the barrel's another thing it's a carbon fiber um, stainless steel carbon fiber sleeve so <coughs> for them they say you've got to give them a bit more um time to sh- sort themselves out from what I've read so
0: yeah.
1: That'll be interesting, you know. So yeah, it was sort of I brought it as a lightweight, um cheap to shoot gun sort of thing. So you can use in hunter class or sort of a medium range practical. So we'll see how it goes. Um Yeah. The scope was pretty happy though, it's an Ethon Aries BTR Gen two, so which I put on four point five to twenty seven I think, so um, good clear glass controls are good, it's a mil scope, mil, so I
0: had no issues. Is there. that taking some getting used to for you, coming from sort of predominantly MLA? Uh
1: no. No, I yep. find that no problem. I do I like the there's less basically less spins for more you know
0: yeah agreed more spins
1: for your buck sort of thing in terms of um there's less adjustment to get more distance done
0: so yeah I, I, but yeah. smaller numbers yeah
1: no it's like anything you just got to make sure you iron out any basic mistakes and don't look at the wrong data so and, and luckily <laughs> luckily MOA and, and mill are so far apart it's pretty hard to mess it up so in terms of looking at yeah. scre- like the screen on my app right so you look at that and go it's pretty clear the difference is so far apart you won't have a problem um but to be fair i use you know the wind wasn't great so i'll I'll just i just check all the ranges and use um inches as my guide so i'm just in my head going okay target's this big that's where i've got to go sort of thing so i wasn't i was just holding for wind basically so it wasn't a problem um yep okay yeah. And in Hunter Class.
0: See, I was running.
1: Hunter Class. Um, okay. Hunter Class, a lot of the. was uh, quite a number of combinations of targets that were probably 160 or 240, type of. You know, in some range outside of that. But often your first yeah. target was like 150, 140, and your next target was between 220 and 280 or something. So a lot of them were really only an inch or two different in terms of you know being mm-hmm. under over so you didn't have to bother about dialing to a degree so yeah
0: it, yeah set a common common zero for that stage and
1: correct just um you're an, yeah. I- an inch low or an inch high and then away you go and um uh, that's end We've work that's why I sort of settled towards the end of the day yeah um yeah but I prefer it to be suppressed it's it's a muzzle brake factory one but I'll um swap that out and reside it in, try these other loads. Then you give me some seventy grainers and a few seventy sevens to try. So which really not It it's always gonna be the larger, you know, two, three caliber projectiles that'll be th- flying out of it. So um just a general plinking around. I'll burn through this for you ammo, but
0: Yeah. Oh it'll be good for goats, eh? Yeah. A couple hundred meters. Yeah. Shooting feral goats. Yep yeah um yeah. I, I do think by the end of the Sunday you will seem to be enjoying yourself more as you got <laughs> used to the setup
1: oh it was reverse world yes
0: yeah oh you know you know what I mean like it's it's the I've I've done it and I've seen it again and again running new setups um without you know finding out the quirks and and, and the ammo it likes and stuff and uh, Sometimes you you hit the nail on the head and it just works and you love it, and other times it can be frustrating. Um, but but you sort of you work through it and like those last few stages, you are sort of um, yeah shooting pretty bloody well. So no, but that,
1: that's the, the, and that's the thing you forget is that, you know and people are showing us on the f- Friday night, you know this is uh, I've got this new build or this gun or that, whatever a six GT or something. Um, but often the the big missing factor is time behind that rifle, so and getting used to it. And mm-hmm. the stocks different, you know, all that sort of thing. So, for a lot of the time, um, you get this. Oh, I'm gonna get this new whatever, new stock or a new barrel or yeah, whatever. But it's actually just getting used to it and familiar with it over a little bit right time to give you that just stability of how it works, you know. So,
0: like like what I do all the time. <laughs> no,
1: you don't. You're always <laughs> chopping and changing. So that's yeah. not not that it's a bad thing but you've you've got a lot of stuff you've got to try and and put this so it just shows to me that's why I don't like breaking up a combination scope and rifle once I get used to it but I just you know especially if it's going okay
0: Mm. yeah I hear that I hear that yeah but uh, I think the shooting now uh, again I mentioned earlier our friend Angus shot also in the Hunter Class with his 2-3 now this is um his 2-3 is a Ruger American um takes the is it the Predator or the Ranch anyway it's the 20-inch barrel one it takes the Magpul P Mags Predator yeah Predator there yep. you go Mark is a Ruger aficionado it
1: takes the AR Mags the, Ruger, the yep
0: Predator. so the 10-round AR Mags yep. um uh again one and eight twists so Ruger are actually thinking about it and so that gives him the options. He's shooting the 77s as well. Mm. Um, he chucked my little uh, Zeiss um, HD5 3 to 15 on for the comp, so he had, uh, he had the ability to dial. And he did pretty well. He um, yeah, he's definitely coming a long way. Now the 2 to 3s, again, if you're going to compare them to a 65 or a 308, they are handicapped, right? Um, but the beauty of them, sorry, they Handicapped in the wind and a handicap because it's really hard to see the fall of shot. Yeah. But the beauty of them is the recoil is next to nothing, depending on the weight of the particular system you're running. So, yeah, I was running a reasonably heavy setup, um, so I could watch everything that was going on. Um, now, and then the other plus side of this, so the 77 grain ammo we're using, it's um, loaded by Belmont and Wanganui, uh they're not currently loading any because of shortages of components but if you buy it in bulk it is 60 cents around yeah. and now we're shooting this stuff out to a k with pretty good consistency so inside practical distances on on steel targets it's um it's quite impressive and it's not breaking the bank whereas you know shooting six65 six, factory it's sort of three dollars around or yeah or something along those lines so it was it was good fun and um to be honest, I wish I had a shot the two to three on the Saturday, but um but that's life. Uh, hopefully I don't repeat that sort of same bad luck this coming weekend, but but I'm I'm fairly confident I won't anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. But uh, oh I, I did a little bit of practice. I went up with the six millimeter, which I'll be shooting oh. next weekend. Just check the zero, uh shot a you know just shot out to only three and uh 400 and 500 um it was a bit sunny and i couldn't see the 600 meter target so but uh it was performing pretty well um uh let's just see if i can put that to work in reality uh, when it comes to a competitive sense but but yeah other than that man i think to be honest um this sort of point of this episode was a bit of an after action report on how tapu yeah um like i said excellent event uh, challenging uh, like the winning score was only just on 70% of the hits which is a pretty high score in, yeah. in these events so um, for those people who haven't shot one uh, people aren't getting 100% hits trust me on that Um, yeah w- w- what's your final thoughts on the event mate?
1: I don't know how many Delta Strikers
0: did you see Graham? oh shivers <clears throat> it would have been a, close to 10 I guess yeah um, so, so they've, jumped, more.
1: they've jumped the shark they're so used to it
0: <laughs> well the thing is we were only seeing the squads close to us too, no, no, so but they're now
1: that's you know, there's Yeah. they they're so ubiquitous you might as well just give up on them.
0: So. Man, they have like you're seeing them like you used to see vortexes. <laughs> I was I was quite amazed at how many Delta Strikers uh were there. Um
1: So how do you find the Delta Strikers cool.
0: again? Oh it's good. Well obviously I couldn't hit any bloody thing, but, no, um, no, but other than that of, it was you know, fine.
1: Still no change in your opinion? Good scope?
0: No, it's good. I, I, uh, I'm I, sort of finding myself shooting these competitions in that um, 10 to sort of 16 power range as I, I'm yeah. slowly moving my zoom back, to be honest. Uh, except on the 223 where I was second focal plane scope, so if I was shooting long range, I'd be full power, so I could use the reticle to my full advantage. But yeah, being that the delta is uh, first focal plane and I can measure regardless of zoom... Yeah, um, and, and and being that I wasn't shooting very well, I was trying to spot my own misses. Um, yeah, Delta was good. Uh, can't fault it really.
1: Anyway, move on, everyone. Buy, uh, sell them on, trade me so I can get one,
0: and then uh, buy another skirt <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, now like I said, it's an awesome event. Um, uh, from what I understand, it will be on again next year. Um, so. But you will have to get in quick if you do want a spot It's sold out in a couple of minutes. All okay. right. I think that's that popular. So other than that, what have we got coming up, Mark? Uh,
1: well, you've got the Waitangi Day shoot down at Ashurst. Um
0: Yep, Ashurst this Saturday, which is uh, a new event. So, so I'll, I'll touch we'll back on that in a couple of we'll weeks. Catch up and
1: report on how that went and yep. any differences. And we'll do a pre-show for the <clears throat> RTD Long Range shoot coming up. Which yes. Is a Friday, yep. Saturday and a bit of a
0: Sunday. So. so. we've talked about that a few times. Um, again, if you haven't got a spot, hard luck. It's uh, sold out, and there's a waiting list. Um. What about Sunday? Yes, yeah, sold out. As yep, well. It's a, yep. You yeah, mean? Oh. She, she's a chock weekend. Oh. Uh, generally now now was although if you do want a spot, get in contact. We'll put you on the waiting list. Now between now and then is the time when people pull out. Yeah. Um. So, there's always a glimmer of hope for you. Um. And then, what else have we got coming up? We're meant to be getting a Desert Tech 338 in yep. soon to have a bit of a play with, which will be fun. I'm um, just try, currently trying to track down enough uh, brass and projectiles and everything to feed that. And we might do a gong shoot maybe in March. We've just got to lock down a date. Correct. Um, and, um, which will be, f- will be fun.
1: I'll do a run through of loopholes, discontinuing the VX3i's and now the, the VX- VX3 HD coming out so that'll be i'll do a bit of a rundown on what they're changing around there so Before you are you going to buy fans, one a loophole? are you going to buy one yeah of course not i'm still going <laughs> to buy a, a vortex lht
0: yeah that will be my pick at the moment um yeah okay. so that's happening uh we'll probably do some more on the crossover rifles uh again we t- briefly touched on it but we'll go over what mark's doing there yeah um i may have been able to borrow a 6555 so that'll save me splashing out a heap of cash um i'll do a film review two or three i've got two yes um and one thing i might mention we are after years of deliberating and fluffing about i am going to finally be putting together i'm already literally the screens up in front of me a proper website um for everything because i mean we've got stuff on youtube instagram facebook uh podbean you know for podcasts and also being that um, a lot of social media is uh, not particularly firearms and hunting friendly so there will be a um, a website um, final name has not been cited it will most likely not be on Karanaki long range shooting it's obviously <laughs> going to be directly part of it it'll be on the dark um, web though it'll be on the dark the dark web for when all guns are banned but Jeez. the idea is it'll be hopefully launched in the next few months um, I'm gonna have I've been working on a lot of reviews um that are yet to be released and i've got a previous some previous ones that are uh, in several other places they're all going to be on there um i'm going to try twist mark's arm into doing some uh so you'll have a distinctly um pick hunter flair on some of the reviews um <laughs>
1: that's not <laughs> so exceptional was what you're saying yes. yeah
0: yeah but but you know like mark's got a few cool few Cool toys, you know, he's got one of the new NX8s, so you might want to talk about that. The yep. uh, Athlon Aries, his new 2 to 3, stuff like that. So, we might see, as well as stuff talking about on the podcast and on Facebook, um, some more in depth reviews, you know, 1,000 words, 2,000 words, um, and then so people can actually look this stuff up. So, I'm going to have a review on the MDT XRS, the MDT ACC, GRS WAG, Bifrost, bunch of scopes, um, and then there's going to be some sort of opinion pieces uh, like selecting cartridges uh, a little bit of hunting um maybe even some reloading stuff some basic stuff a lot of, you know the idea being that there's a sort of a new zealand um review rather than having to go to sort of some of these reviews that are done by american hunting magazines um oh. which are a bit uh, bought now i'm not saying we won't <laughs> be bought because if someone wants to pay me i'll take their money but at the moment no one does so the reviews can at least be um, reasonably um, uh, impartial, impoverished. Yes, yeah, impoverished reviews. Yeah, but the, the idea is when the the website gets launched, um, there will be, you know, at least uh, eight or twelve uh, full reviews and maybe a few other things on there. So it won't just be an empty website. Um, that's the idea, anyway. I've been ticking away the background with. That um, and it will be one hundred percent free. Uh, there will be no um, no strings attached. I don't want you to um, feel obliged to pay for it. So other than that, I think that it about wraps it up. Yep. All right. Any last thoughts from you? No, no, it's
1: good for we'll talking a week or so. Yep. All right.
0: Well, thanks everyone. Yep. I'm probably going to come see you on this weekend anyway, Mark. But anyway, um, thanks everyone for listening to episode. Eight of the Precision Unloaded podcast uh, We've had a few technical difficulties, so hopefully, I can edit them together as our, uh, our audio is cut out. But, um, well yeah, we'll see you all in a couple of weeks.
1: Okay, see ya.